And I want to just begin right up front by just letting you know why people don't like the church. And the number one reason people don't like the church is because they say the church is full of hypocrites. People say, you know what, I don't really like the church. I don't go to church. I'm done with the church. I don't want anything to do with the church any longer because the church is full of hypocrites. And a definition of a hypocrite is someone who behaves in a way that contradicts what they say or believe. They profess to be living one way, but in reality, they're living an entirely different way. They, that they pretend to be something that they're not. It's a, a hypocrite. And the reality is every church around the world has people who attend who live differently than what they profess to believe. They, everybody has people that attend church that say they live one way, but they're living another way. So right up front, let me just begin by saying, yes, the church has hypocrites in it. And let me just begin by making a confession to you today. I, as your pastor, have moments of being a hypocrite. I have moments that my walk sometimes doesn't match my talk. I'm not always a loving husband. I'm not always a kind father. I'm not always a patient pastor, boss, friend, Leader, I, I, I've actually told my kids not to yell while I'm yelling at them. I have moments of being a hypocrite. A, a few weeks ago, I was driving in my car, and I was actually I was in a parking lot. I was actually leaving this this particular store, and as as I was leaving the store, I was going to pull out and go left, but as I pulled out my parking spot, I noticed, wow, it's, it's jam-packed going left, so I decided I'm going to go right out the parking lot, out the other exit, and so I backed my vehicle back up, because I was already kind of backed up uh, to, to, go, to go left, and so I backed back up, and when I backed back up, I pulled into the handicapped parking space so I could pull back out and go right, and right when I pulled into the handicapped parking space, a lady pulled up her car and she looked at me and she honked at me she pointed at me she rolled down the window and said you're parked in a handicapped parking spot and you don't have a sticker oh no you didn't I rolled down my window I'm from Ewoka you don't know me you don't know me and I said back to her lady I was not parked here. I'm trying to back up so I can exit. And she continued to say, you're parked in a handicapped parking spot. And I almost parked my car and got out. So I could have a talk with her. But then it hit me. She might be a member of People's Church. So I, 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 uh, I went on and pulled off with my sarcastic self. Mad. I drove home all the way home. I was mad. Anybody know that I was mad? I'm like, I can't believe her. And I was not very pastoral in those moments. And don't pick on me. Don't, don't point no fingers at me. Because you have moments where you're a hypocrite. Come on, you have moments that you say one thing. 
and do another. You have moments that you believe one thing, but you act in another way. Go ahead and help your pastor out today and just turn to your neighbor and say, oh, you have moments you're a hypocrite. Go ahead and tell them. Oh, yeah. And your other neighbor thought they got off easy. Look at them and say, you do too. You have your moments. Somebody right in the chat line right now. You have moments when you are a hypocrite. We all have hypocritical moments. But the big problem isn't a hypocritical moment. The big problem is when somebody's living a hypocritical life. When hypocrisy is their lifestyle, what's the difference between a hypocritical moment and a hypocritical lifestyle? What's the difference, Pastor? I want to give you two main behaviors of a hypocritical lifestyle. We're going to examine the teaching of Jesus found in Matthew 23 where he unpacks hypocrisy and also over in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus he just unpacks hypocrisy. Just a homework assignment for you this week. Would you take time and read through Matthew 23 and read through Matthew 6 as Jesus unpacks hypocrisy? But from those two portions of scriptures, I want us to see two main behaviors of a hypocritical lifestyle. Number one is this. Hypocrites are actors. Notice what Jesus says in Matthew 23, picking up in verse number one. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, the leaders, the spiritual leaders of the day, sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you. But do not do what they say. Do, do not be like them. They're hypocrites. He says, for they do not practice what they preach. There it goes. Jesus said hypocrites don't practice what they preach. They tell you to live one way while they live another way. They do the exact opposite of what they say. They're living a hypocritical life. It's not a moment of hypocrisy. It's a lifestyle. They do not practice what they preach. They're fake. They're actors. One of the things that my wife and I love to do on our date night, we go on a date night just about every single Thursday night and one of the things from, that, that we enjoy is going to see a good movie. And anybody else out there, any movie watchers out there, I, 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 love, a good, I love a good movie. Come on, everybody, or even online, you type it in there. But everybody at every location, I want to hear you and see if I can make it out. Who is your favorite actor or actress at the count of three? Everybody shout it out, your favorite actor or actress. One, two, three. Oh, boy, and that's what you always do. You always wait until everybody else is done, then you shout yours out. Because, uh, like, somebody's going to hear mine. Yeah, I like Tom Hanks. I like Denzel Washington. I like a lot of different actors. And I, I, I love, I, one of the, my favorite things about movies is the popcorn. Oh, I don't know what they do to that movie. I love movie popcorn. And I get my movie popcorn and I sit there and I watch the movie and I just enjoy it, me and Tiffany. And as I'm watching a movie from time to time, men, from time to time, I'm watching a movie. I'm eating my popcorn and it pulls me in. I get all emotional and I start crying. <laughs> my wife, 
All white material. Hey, I know the movie's not real. It's not based on the true story, but it's so compelling. The acting is so good that it pulls me in and has me crying, and that's what hypocrites are. They're actors. They pull you in. They make you think they're living one way when they're actually living another way. They say one thing. They say, here's what I believe, but they live a completely different life. They're playing a part. They're acting, and unfortunately... There are people who attend church who are acting. And honestly, Tiffany and I, we've, we've been there before. When we got married almost 24 years ago, I had just recently graduated from college. I graduated from Evangel College, now known as Evangel University in Springfield, Missouri. And uh, Tiffany and I got married. And when we got married, there were a lot of preachers around and uh, in that city and a lot of uh, people and a lot of Christian professors that taught at the school. And I said, here's what we got to do, Tiffany. We want to go to the movies. But back then, going to the movies as a pastor was not very becoming. And I was a pastor. I was a preacher. I was a traveling speaker and evangelist. So I said, we won't go to the movies when everybody else goes on Friday night or Saturday night because somebody might see us. We're going to go on Tuesday night. But we went on Tuesday night for a couple of reasons. Number one, we didn't want nobody to see us. Number two, because we was broke and it was a dollar movie theater. Then come on, come on. That's, who knows what I'm talking about? You go when it's cheap to watch the movie. And, and I, I would tell Tiffany when I would go speak and preach at churches, I would say, now, hey, Tiffany, now when we go eat with the pastors and they ask us what we like to do, don't tell them about movies. Don't, don't you? Don't talk. We're going to act like we don't go to the movies. And that's what a lot of Christians do. They 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 act. They, they act like their marriage is good when it's not. And they'll post pictures and on social media and talk, oh, look at me and my sweet thing. Y'all haven't talked in three months, and that picture's from three years ago. But, you know, we just, we just act. We act like we have emotional stability when we don't. I think Christians can be some of the worst. You come to church, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. I'm highly favored. I'm blessed. I'm walking in the anointing. No, you're depressed. You're stressed out. You're anxious. You're not being real. We, we, we have a way of putting up a front. People can just put up a front and act. They act like they have financial stability because, hey, look at what I'm driving. Look at where I, what I wear. Look at what, what, what I, where, where I live. Just look, look, look at where I eat. And people can act like they have financial stability when, they, when they're in a place that they can't even hardly pay their bills. They don't even know how they're going to pay their next bills. They're, they're struggling when people put up and act. People even act when it comes to their lifestyle. They, they act like they love God. They act like they, 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 they love God's word. They act like they're living for God, but they're really not. So, sometimes there's a young man that likes a young woman, and, and he knows, oh, she loves God. She loves church. I want her. So you know what? I don't know God, but if she goes to church and she wants me to, I guess I will too. Now, how does this work? And he's at church, and he's looking, and he's like, oh, she lifted her hands. She seemed that, oh, that, that, that works. Oh, two. That's weird, too. And he doesn't love God, but, but it's an act to win her over. And here's the thing about hypocrites. What's the difference between a hypocritical moment and a hypocritical life? Hypocrites, they are actors. They are pretending. They are fake. They are living a part. They are 
actors. Here's the second thing that I want you to see, a second behavior of a hypocritical lifestyle, and that is hypocrites live to impress people. People who live a life of hypocrisy are consumed with impressing people. They just live to impress others. Notice what Jesus says back in Matthew chapter 23, verse 5. He says everything. Would you just shout everything? Come on, I need five people right now just to write that on the chat line. It's so key. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries wide and the tassels on their garments long. They love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi by others. The, the Pharisees are hypocrites because they did everything for people to see. Their words, their, their actions were not genuine. They were not sincere. They were not authentic. Everything they did was a show for people. They only wanted the attention of people. They wanted the affirmation of people. They wanted the affection, the accolades, the awards, the applause of people. Hypocrites are skin deep. The focus is all on the outside. And they pay, pay very little attention, if any, to what's going on on the inside. It's all about impressing people. Hypocrisy is skin deep. And Jesus gives us some examples of skin deep hypocrisy in Matthew chapter 6. I want to just show this to you. I want you to just catch this in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 1. He says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, you have received, they have received their reward in full. Now notice, hypocrites practice their righteousness to be seen by others. They, they act righteous. They act holy. They act like they're living one way. Why? To impress Others, they, they give to be seen by others. They, 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 they give to help out their, their maybe a neighbor in need or a friend in need or a co-worker in need. They, they give to a stranger, but their whole motivation is I want people to see what I am doing. I want to impress people. And something that you have to catch here that Jesus says about hypocrites, it says very clearly that God does not bless hypocrites. He says they have received their reward in full. I don't bless hypocrisy. It's skin deep. He goes on to say in verse number five in Matthew 6, check this out. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be, notice, to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Hypocrites pray to be seen by others. They want the limelight. They, they want the stage for one purpose, to be seen by others. Their prayers are skin deep. It's a show for people to see. And notice again, God says, I do not bless hypocrites. They get no reward from God. Hypocrites have a lot of unanswered prayers. Notice this in Matthew 6, verse 16, he goes on to say, he's just teaching us hypocrisy is skin deep. He says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, 
for they disfigure their faces to show others, to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Are you catching this? Hypocrites are consumed with trying to impress others. They're all about image. They practice their righteousness for others to see. They give for others to see. They pray for others to see. They fast for others to see. They do marriage for others to see. They do parenting for others to see. Their job is for others to see. They come to church for others to see. They serve for others to see. They're out in the community for others to see. Everything they do is about what others see. I'm going to post my life on social media because I want others to see. I just want to live to impress others. I'm living to please people, not to please God. That is what a hypocrite us. They're living for the attention, the affirmation, the applause, the accolades, the awards of people. It's skin deep. I want to shift gears with this, and I want to look at two negative effects of living a hypocritical life. Maybe you find yourself there today. You say, Pastor, I don't have hypocritical moments. I'm living a hypocritical life. And I want to give you two negative effects of living a hypocritical life. And the first is this, trust is broken. Trust is broken. Notice what Jesus says back in Matthew 23 and verse 3. He says, so you must be careful to do everything they tell you. But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. Jesus said, don't you do what these spiritual leaders do. They're, they're supposed to be setting an example for you, but they are not. They don't practice what they preach. Their, their walk doesn't match their talk. Don't you follow them. Jesus is saying, don't you trust them? Don't you trust those spiritual leaders? Don't you trust those Pharisees? Because if you end up trusting them, Jesus is warning the people, you're going to get hurt. Don't, don't, don't trust them like that. You're going to end up being hurt because they are hypocrites. And church hurt happens when trust is, is broken. You trusted someone's lifestyle. You trusted someone's words. You trusted their actions. You, you trusted their leadership. You trusted their motives. And then you later find out they were acting. It was, it was all fake. They led you to believe something about them that was not true. And trust was broken and you find yourself hurt. I can't believe it. Why are they faking? Why were they acting? Why did they say that? Why did they do that? It was all an act. And I know some of us have experienced that before. You've experienced church hurt. You've experienced pain. You've experienced being let down by a leader or by a family member or by another Christ follower. And let me just say this to all of us today. When a person has broken trust, don't become disillusioned with God and people. And that's not easy. But I want to encourage you as your pastor, don't become disillusioned with God and with people. Because when trust is broken, you can begin to wonder, who can I trust? I mean, who can I trust? I mean, if they can't live for God, can I really live for God? I mean, is the gospel just a sham? Is it even real? Can I really trust people? Can I trust leaders? Can I really trust pastors? Can, can I really trust my family? Can I, can I really trust friends? Can, can I trust God? And I've seen people, and I know some of you have as well. I've seen people, their faith 
is wrecked because of somebody else was living a hypocritical life. Their faith got wrecked because of a family member that was a hypocrite or a leader, a pastor was a hypocrite. A friend, somebody they respected was a hypocrite. And now they're ready to give up on God, give up on church. They stop pursuing God and people's church. Hear your pastor today. Don't ever let a hypocrite cause you to give up on God. I said this to you earlier in the series, but I need to repeat it because I need it to get deep in our hearts. If people messing up messes up your faith, then your faith was not anchored in the right thing. If people messing up messes up your faith, your faith is anchored in the wrong things. And church, on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Our faith has to be in Jesus. Our hope has to be in Jesus. I'm not going to be rocked by somebody else's mistakes or sin. My focus is on Jesus. But it hurts. When people break trust because of a hypocritical lifestyle, there's a second negative effect of living a hypocritical life, and that is this. It puts a heavy burden, heavy burdens on people's shoulders. It puts heavy burdens on people's shoulders. Notice what Jesus says as he's talking about these hypocrites. He says in Matthew 23, verse 4, he says, they tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders. But they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. See, see, the Pharisees were telling people to obey all of these laws and rules, but they would not obey them. And the Pharisees, they were actually making up rules for people to follow. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to. They, they were making up rules to, for people to follow, but they were not willing to follow those same rules. They were weighing people down with burdens they were unwilling to carry themselves. And if you haven't been around church long enough, you may not be aware of all of this, but some of you that, like myself that have been around a church a long time, you know what I'm talking about when I say the church has done the very same thing. We have put burdens on people throughout the years that most church folks are unwilling to carry. Some of you did not realize this, but back in the day, you know, Christians would tell people, it's a sin if you play football. Don't you play football? Don't you go bowling? Don't you go to the movies? Don't you have a television in your home? And Christians made up rules. And then they snuck around and went bowling. They snuck around and went to the movies. Huh? Come on. Some of y'all grew up, don't you better not have a television in your home, but you had one. You know what I'm saying? You, but that, those are the kind of things Christians, they, they put heavy burdens on people. I mean, if you're going to come to church, you always come to church and you don't ever wear makeup. You always, you, you always wear a suit and a tie, and ladies, you always wear a dress. Don't you ever wear jeans to church? So the devil, you go to hell. Some of you thought I was going to hell. You finally getting free. You've been like, man, he's been wearing them jeans a long time. I, I think pastor saved. I think, he's, I think he's okay. I think. But, but we put burdens on people. You know, you got, when you come to church, you wear your best. And I, I think it's great to wear your best. I'm not against wearing your best. I'm simply saying we can put burdens on people that we ourselves don't even live by. You Listen, and when you come to church, if you, don't, you, really, you didn't have church unless you have three or four hours worth of services. It's got to be at least three hours long. It's got to be four. And you, and you better not have fun. 
because fun is of the world. And what I'm simply saying is this. What I'm saying is this. If we're not careful, we can be hypocrites and we can put burdens on people that we ourselves don't even want to live by. And that's what these hypocrites were doing. They were putting cumbersome loads on people, on other people's shoulders. They were keeping people from God, not bringing people to God. Here's what I want to show you next. I'm just kind of walking you through this. I want to give you two lifestyle changes that bring hope instead of hurt. Because a hypocritical life brings hurt. So let's look at two lifestyle changes that Jesus points out to us that bring hope instead of hurt. Number one is this. Be inward focus more than outward focus. Be inward focus more than outward focus. Let me take you back to Matthew chapter 6 and I'm going to pick up reading in verse number 1. This is Jesus talking about hypocrisy. He says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, your, you, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Now, now what I'm going to teach right now, because this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying don't be focused on trying to impress others. Don't be outward focused. Be inward focused. And what Jesus is teaching is so countercultural. Because to be more focused on the inward is not how society is wired up. Our society is wired up and our world is so outward focused, is so image conscious. Our world says, you know what, you've got to give all of your time thinking about your beauty and your fashion you got to spend all of your time and energy thinking about your style and your social media and your dieting and your hairstyles and your hair. I mean, that's what the world really just focuses on, your hair colors, your tattoos, your, your body piercings. Just, just focus all on the outside. And here's what I want us to really grasp today. If you're going to overcome living a hypocritical life, you have to shift your focus. We must be way more focused on the inside instead of the outside. Now, don't go to the extreme. There's nothing wrong with looking good. Hey, go ahead and put your makeup on, girl. You, some of you need it. Praise the Lord. It's good for you. Come on. I didn't say which ones. Come on. Y'all leave me alone, huh? You brothers, comb your hair. Get your hair cut. Like, you, all, you all to do that. You, you all to do it. It's a good thing. But church, hear me today. Pay attention to the inside. Your character matters. Your spiritual development matters. Your personal growth matters. Are you trying to please God or to please people? Think about that. Are you living for God's approval, God's attention, God's applause, God's affection and affirmation and awards? Are you living for people? It's skin deep. And Jesus says, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Don't focus more on the outside than on the inside. He goes on to say in verse 3 in Matthew 6, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. He says, so that your giving may be in secret. Everybody shout in secret. Come on, can I get some folks to write that in the chat line? In secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. God, help us to focus on the secret things. Help us to focus on the unseen things. Church, our private life matters. God, help us with our motives. God, help our integrity not to have cracks in it. Lord, help us do the right things with the right 
motives and reasons. God, help us to live to please you. Help us to serve others and to serve on the dream team, to make a difference and to please and to honor you. Help us to give to honor you. Help us to do things, Lord, not just the right things, but help us do the right things for the right reasons. The secret things matter. The inside matters. Jesus goes on to say in Matthew 6, verse 6, I mean, he just drives this home. The inward matters. The inward matters. The inward matters. He says, but when you pray, it's not just about prayer. It's not about just doing the right thing. He says, go into your room. Close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done. Everybody say in secret. Wow. Wow. The secret things matters. The inward things matter. What's happening on the inside matters. But hypocrites are so focused on the outward, so focused impressing people. And Jesus says, your private life matters. He goes on to say, Matthew chapter 6, verse 17 and 18. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done. Everybody say in secret. Wow. We'll reward you. God, would you help us to be more focused on the inward than the outward? God, would you help us with our secret life, with our private life? You see, hypocrites, to overcome it, you've got to shift your focus, and it's hard to do in our culture, but you've got to shift your focus and become more inward focused than outward focus. I want you to see a second, a second lifestyle change that brings hope instead of hurt, and that is be real instead of fake. Notice this in Matthew 23, verse 11 and 12. Jesus, says, you want to be great? Talking to all you hypocrites, and you're living a fake life, and you're acting, and you're, you're trying to impress people. He says, let me, let me hey guys, hey, hey. You're trying, to, you're trying to jockey for the, the best seats in the synagogue. You want everybody to know who you are and give you a, 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 awards and accolades. He's like, hey, 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 gang, hey, gang, listen, listen, listen. The greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. Here's what Jesus is teaching us. You overcome hypocrisy with humility. Humble yourself. Pride is why people live fake lives. Pride is why people become actors. Pride is why people live to impress others. Pride is why people pretend to be something that they're not. Pride says, here's how pride talks to us. No one can know the truth about me. No one can really know my struggles. No one can really know my real issues. No one can know the real me. I got to act. I have to wear the mask. I have to fake it. If they ever knew the real me, they would reject me. They would think less of me. They won't like me. They'll be disappointed in me. Pride keeps us from being real. Church, it takes humility to overcome hypocrisy. Jesus said, humble yourselves and then you'll be exalted. Humble yourself. Here's two takeaways, two applications today. The first is this, be real with yourself. Be, be real with yourself. This, this message is so freeing for me. 
as I was studying, as I've been preparing. It's just freeing because you know what? I just want to say, I'm not perfect. It's freeing for me to say that. I have issues. I'm not a perfect husband. I'm far from a perfect father. I sin like you sin. Sometimes I can do the right thing for the wrong reasons. And I just, I got to be real with Herbert Cooper so that the touch of God can be on my life, that I can have humility before the Lord. And somebody today, you got to be real with yourself. For some of you being real is you have to actually admit today that you're being a hypocrite. And you never even thought about it in this way. You never thought about, wow, I'm a hypocrite if I just live my life to impress people. I'm a hip. If I'm acting, you mean, Pastor, if I come and I just act like everything is just great and it's not, and I act like I love God, but I don't, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, yeah, you're, you're a hypocrite. And, and just begin by being real with yourself and say, you know what? I struggle big time just trying to impress people. I don't think about the inward, I don't give it any attention. And it's one of the most freeing things to find healing and hope. Just be real with yourself and the second is this be real with others be real with others not not everyone needs to know your business but some people do that's why Jesus says in John excuse me James chapter 5 and verse 16 he says confess your sins or confess your faults to one another pray for each other so that you can be healed you see, we confess our sins to God to be forgiven. But we confess our sins and our faults to each other to be healed. And some of you are not experiencing healing and freedom because you know what pride does? Pride says, I'm not going to tell anybody my business, but pride says, I'm, I'm not, I might get in a small group. Pride says, no, I'm not opening up. Pride says, no, I'm going to keep on a mask. Pride says, no, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to just have to, I'm just going to have to be an actor. Because I'm not going to let anybody get to know the real me. And you miss out on freedom. And you miss out on healing. Church, when we launch small groups on September the 12th, it's not a program. It's an environment for you to find healing and freedom. Those of you that lead a small group, no matter what it is, it might be a small group about basketball or, or football or, or it might be a, a coffee small group or a food small group or a Bible. No matter what it is, when you create an environment where people get to know each other and can talk, you're not just leading a small group. You're leading a place where freedom happens and healing happens and breakthrough happens and deliverance happens, where people take off masks, where people can be real that's what we got to have. Listen, the reason I'm up here banging the drum every week on, listen, you got to get in a small group as we launch. The reason I'm saying we need more small group leaders, I'm going to tell you today, would you please, some of you, God speaking to you about leading a small group, would you please today text in PC groups to 94000. Pastor, why are you passionate about this? Because that's how I found healing. That's how I found victory. You see, I have some people in my life I don't know everybody, but I have somebodies that I'm real with. I say, I'm not a perfect husband. I have issues. Pray with me. I'm struggling. I got attitude issues. I feel defeated. Pray with me. That I can be real with. I'm 
take off the mask and find healing. Church, to overcome hypocrisy, Jesus said, humble yourselves and then I will exalt you. You got to be real. Somebody, somebody today, take off the mask. Be real with yourself. Be real with others. And watch God move. And you experience freedom and victory and healing like never before. Father, thanks for your word today. Thanks for your presence. Thanks for speaking. Thanks for having your way in these few moments. I thank you that hypocrisy is being lifted off. Chains are falling today. Breakthrough is happening all across locations, online. I thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. His eyes are closed, heads are still bowed around this place today. I ask that there'd be no moving around in any of the locations. Would you just hang tight until we close the service? We're, we're close to closing. But if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're not living for, for him, you're far away from him, today's your day to give your life to Jesus. Say yes to the Lord. Surrender your life to him. Maybe today you're here and you used to live your life for God. Maybe somebody hurt you and you drifted away. It was sin. It was friends. You know, there are some of you, you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. And you actually come to church every single week. But if you're honest with yourself today and you're real, you say, man, pastor, I'm a hypocrite. I'm living a double life. My, my talk, my walk doesn't match my talk. Pastor, I'm tired. You see, hypocrisy will wear you out. It's tiring being an actor. And somebody needs to rededicate your life to the Lord. Commit your life to him. If that's you today, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to rededicate your life to the Lord. You, you, you've been living a hypocritical life. You've fallen one of those three categories. As I count to three, would you raise your hand high around the building, on the other campuses, Midwest City, Northwest, online? And I want to lead you in a prayer to say yes to Jesus. One, two, three. Just lift your hand high right now. Thank you so much. Others today. Thank you so much. Others, I see your hand there. Others, see your hand there. Thank you so much. Others, come on, Midwest City, just lift it high. Come on, Northwest, Indianapolis, come on, online, just lift it high. Ladies at Mabel Bassett, just, just slip it up high. That's it. That's it. Pray this prayer with me right now. Heavenly Father, I turn from sin. I turn from hurt and disappointment. And I turn my life over to Jesus today. Jesus, you know where I'm at. You know what I'm struggling with. You even know the hypocrisy in my life. And I just give it all to you. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiving me today. Thank you for new life today. Thank you for hope today. Thank you for a second chance today. My life is yours and I will live for you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray.